Welcome back to the Square State Sandlot Podcast. Got Kyle joining me, and I'm your host, Bill. Uh, got a lot of things to talk about. We we would love to get into the March Madness tournament, but the NFL said, I don't think so. So we'll probably be talking mostly NFL, especially our teams, and then some other crazy trades that have happened and whatnot. Uh, did want to do a, a quick shout-out, at least to the Wyoming men's basketball. Uh, hell of a season for the boys. Uh, obviously didn't end how we wanted it to. They lost to Indiana in the playing game uh, and really just played very sloppy, probably should have won that game if they would have cleaned up the turnovers. But uh, Jeffries has announced that he's going to go pro, so good luck to him. I think the rest of the crew should probably be back, but we'll see. I hope they can hang on with uh, with the new transfer portal and all that fun stuff. I'm, I'm hoping they can at least keep the core of the team together with EK and uh, Maldonado, I think they're both underclassmen. So, anyways, with that being said, there's a little little thing called the NFL churning along. You got a bunch of trades, uh, surprise cuts. You've got a bunch of free agent signings. So, where do you want to go first, Kyle? I mean, we can get the big one out of the well. I guess the biggest one out of the way. There's been it's been a crazy week. Um, obviously, the NFL. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers, um, though he has said whether or not it's agreed to or not, but uh, Rodgers will be staying in Green Bay, um, which kind of ends contract is signed. That drama, sort of, but it's signed now. Okay, okay, official. Um, yep. So, okay, but the new wrinkle in that obviously has to do with you and we'll touch a little bit more on it later, but um, his, uh, <laughs> his pal Devonte Adams is now. About his mind, his mind frame right now. Um, I don't know. We'll see where that goes. I think the drama is far from over, but he is yeah. returning to green Bay. I was really hoping that we could just be like, Yep, he's he's coming back. Great. Move on to the next topic. But with the added wrinkle of the the Devontae trade, uh, there's been some speculation that he might not sign his contract, but it has been signed, and he was aware that Devontae was probably not coming back. Um, all the reports I was reading said that um, Aaron signed that contract knowing that Devontae wouldn't, would most likely not be back because the uh, relationship between Devontae and the front office of the Green Bay Packers had been fractured to a point of no return. So he signed it even knowing that Tay wasn't going to be back. But there are rumors that Green Bay is is on the lookout for a veteran wide receiver. Uh, one of them that came off the board was – have to be. Yeah. And I think the, the biggest one that was on the board still was Allen Robinson, and he signed with the Rams. So a little bit, little case of the rich getting richer there. Yeah, I still can't believe the Rams got him. Yeah. So um, that was for me the name that really jumps out with the, the, the obviously having a whole offense. And I know it, you know, it, he hasn't been what he had been. He's, he had a rough year last year with injuries, but. A name like Julio Jones really jumps out to me. Um, he could excel, obviously, in a situation with Aaron Rodgers. So, I don't know. That's yeah. an interesting name that I would I would watch. Yeah, and he'll probably come a lot cheaper. I mean, Titans gave up a second and a fourth round pick last year to get him, and really he just didn't do much for him. So, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is a lot better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill, so he'll make use of him, I'm sure but he's not going to make up for not having Devontae Adams. They're also losing uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So maybe they'll bring him back now that they don't have Tay. I don't know. That's just, you know, some in-house stuff they could do. It's a big but moving on, from, moving on from the Packers, which I wish John was on to discuss a little bit more about his team, but – uh, we'll move on to my least favorite team in the NFL, and that is the Denver Broncos. And what they did, they made a little move for Russell Wilson. Uh, you want to go over what, what they gave up? Um, yeah, so basically they're getting Russell Wilson in a fourth-round pick. Um, and they, 
They start with Noah Fant, uh, Drew Locke, and Shelby Harris. I'm still blown away that they were willing to get rid of Noah, but I'll let go. Uh, um, but on top of that, there's two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick. So, I mean, it's not like got him cheap. They are their bank. Yeah on him coming in and being competitive with the rest of that division day one. I just – Shelby Harris and Noah Fant were both better, younger players on that team. So it's a, it's a little interesting to me that they were willing to shop them. But, I mean, I guess when you have a shot at somebody like Russell Wilson and you think he's the answer, I guess you pull the trigger. But it seems a little steep yeah. for me. Well, it depends on how it plays out, I guess. But – yeah, I was I when I saw two first, two seconds, and a fifth. I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then Noah Fant, their quote unquote star tight end, plus Shelby Harris, who's a pretty he's above average de- defensive lineman. He came from the Raiders first for sure. Uh, so I, I saw him firsthand, but obviously, I think Drew Locke was thrown in there for to offset some of the contracts from from Russell Wilson. Um, obviously, that. Sorry, Broncos were were not wanting to hang on to him, so getting rid of that contract and then giving getting a fourth back plus Wilson probably makes some sense. I don't know where this puts them in the pecking order in the AFC West. Obviously, there's been some moves since. Uh, we'll talk about some of that more. Um, but do you think do you think there's a higher likelihood that the Seahawks or the the Broncos win this trade? Obviously, we won't know for several years to come oh, when we figure out what they do with the draft picks and whatnot. I guess whatnot, the, but. the easiest way for me to say it would be that the Seahawks have already won the trade because, A, they got a Super Bowl out of Russell Wilson. Um, and then this is a huge haul for a quarterback at this stage of his career um, that you hope comes in and fits in in your offense, plays well, uh, hopefully they bring in the right, you know, uh, you know, playmakers around him because he's going to need help. Um, I'm still a little worried about their run game. I think that's going to put a lot of extra pressure on Russell Wilson. Um, I think in the end, I think Seattle's going to come out on top, but that's not saying that it doesn't end up being a good trade for the Broncos because, oh man, your division is unreal. Um, they're already in, you know, fourth in that division, and I think it's a bit of a toss up right now. I could see any of the four teams finishing in any of those four spots. It's, it's going to be a good, good fight this year. A good division. Yeah. The division is only gotten tougher, but yeah, I think, I think immediately that Denver won the trade just because they got Wilson. But like I said, I think the likelihood that um, Seattle ends up winning this trade will, will just hinge on, what they do with those draft picks. So I think if they hit on at least one or two of those picks and they're, they're star players that they think that, you know, first round pick should be, then it's, it's highly likely that Seattle they, wins this trade. And they generally draft pretty well. Um, yeah. They, they've, they've picked out some really good players in Pete Carroll's tenor as coach. I mean, so, likelihood of them pulling some good players out of this is I would say very likely. Yeah, and do you have any inkling of what they're going to do at quarterback? Like, I know they've been posturing and saying Drew Locke is our answer for the immediate future, well, but if they watched him so play the last that, three years, I don't think that's possible. It actually scares possible. me a little bit because of where they're at in the draft order. Um, obviously, Pittsburgh's been tied to Malik Willis, um, and apparently Seattle's pretty high on him as well. So I'm a little concerned that he might go. Um, I think Seattle's picking ninth. I'm not 100% sure, but um, I'll check. I know I know they're picking ahead of us, but I, I'm a little concerned that they take a flyer on on Malik and uh, you know snag him out of under us. But there still are plenty of uh, serviceable quarterbacks on the market. Um, I mean, they could bring somebody to compete with Drew Locke. Yeah, know, Seattle goes for this season ninth from from Denver. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think Locke is, I mean, he's not a good quarterback. I think he's probably a decent backup. Um, and they were rumored to be in on the Watson talk, but the, the Watson talk's been narrowed down to New Orleans and Atlanta just earlier this evening. So 
Uh, he's going to end up in one of those two spots. I think if uh, New Orleans gets Watson, that's going to free up uh, Jameis Winston to, to probably go to either Carolina or Seattle or one of those teams. But, yeah, I, you, you guys might be on the outside looking in if you don't trade up if you're trying to get a quarterback in this draft because there's there's some quarterback needy teams in front of you and the likelihood of and both. I think we- Thank you, Froze. Uh, nope, there you are. Oh, there we go. I, I think there's a good chance that we move up a few spots just to get ahead of somebody like the Saints, depending on obviously how this all pans out. I just don't see us moving up that far. Um, and if it happens, it happens, I guess. Well, you think Atlanta's probably going to need a quarterback unless they get Watson. Uh, Carolina needs one. Giants might even go quarterback, even though they have – Daniel Jones. Yeah, they um, picked up Tyrod, didn't they? Oh, yeah, that's right. They did. So he'll probably compete at least. But you got Cleveland with uh, the whole Baker Mayfield situation. They might be drafting a quarterback. Uh, New Orleans, if they miss out on Watson and Jameis goes elsewhere, they might be drafting a quarterback. So I don't think you guys can sit at 20 and and get one of the two that you're, you have your eyes on. So Yeah. But – Speaking of AFC West, we'll just run over a couple of the acquisitions real quick. Uh, The Chargers signed J.C. Jackson, and they also traded for Khalil Mack. A little friendly (laughs) reminder, blast from the past for the Raiders. They'll get to face him twice a year now. Um, And then Broncos, obviously, we just talked about. They made the, the Russell Wilson trade, and... What else have they done in free agency? Uh, I want to say they've done Randy more. Randy but... Gregory backed out on the Cowboys. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, so that that's decent addition. I mean, he's not a, you know. I mean, every it, it all depends on his health and his and his head yeah. on if he Absolutely. can compete. So, and then <clears throat> the the Chiefs they're reportedly restructuring, uh, or excuse me, they're working on an extension for Tyreek Hill that'll free up some some money for them to make some moves. I don't know what they have in their plans, but um, they're already, you know, safety. Did they? Oh yeah. Justin Reed, yeah. I think. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So they signed they safety because it basically ensured that old honey badgers on the outs probably. Yeah. And that's still someone that I, I don't think we can sign him now that we have Devonte and his new five year, 141 million deal. You don't even like him. I don't, but he's good. Hey, remember last year when I said he was the best safety and you were like, nah, not even close. Well, the nice thing is he'll be lined up next to the best safety. Okay. (laughs) So he'll shine even brighter, I guess. Um, So anyway, so those are just some of the moves that the AFC West has made and making it a very difficult division to win. Um, I'm very interested to see after all the dust settles from the draft and all that, where where Vegas has the over-under for the win totals for each team in this division because I feel like they're going to beat up on each other and then yeah. they're going to beat up on everyone else as well. So it's going to be – I would I would be shocked if all these teams don't have nine-plus wins, maybe even ten-plus wins. So I can see it. It's, it's just a gauntlet in the AFC West right now, which <clears> – <throat> NFC, now I understand why Brady d- decided to come back because it's looking pretty weak right now. You got basically Rodgers and Stafford, and, and that's about it in, in the NFC. So, yeah. Which, I guess, Tom Brady also announced he's coming back, if that wasn't clear from what I just said. <laughs> yeah, that poor guy who bought his football. Yeah. Oh, that's man. Terrible. Yeah, 500 grand on the – Last touchdown ever, and now it's probably worth maybe five. They grand. said fifty k, fifty k still. Yeah, I think they said it was about fifty k. I believe the last thing I read. I'm shocked it's even worth that much because it's just another Tom Brady touchdown. Like, sure, it's valuable because there's only what six hundred of them, but at the same time, <laughs> one of six hundred's not super rare. Oh man, that might even be more than that. Sick. I don't know how many damn touchdowns has that guy thrown. A lot. Tom Brady career six twenty six. 
626. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Boom. All right. So Ian read that earlier. <laughs> um, you want to talk about? Oh, I guess one other note for the Raiders: they signed Chandler Jones and obviously traded for Devontae Adams. I think the cuts that they made then designated post June first cuts. That money's going to free up an extension for for Derek Carr, and I do think that the Devontae Adams trade may mean that we we cannot hang on to Hunter Renfro. So that's a little disappointing on on my side. I was really hoping they could get a, a, an extension done for him this season. But it does make sense that maybe they work on it throughout the season when they see what his true production is going to be when he's not having to be a number one receiver and then work he off that. So again, yeah, if he does it again, I think that deal happens. I mean, if he has a yeah. successful season. Well, I don't think they'll be able to make it happen because of the salary cap, but – Obviously, they'll try as hard. And then they did they did sign uh, Max Crosby to a four-year, $98.98 million extension. So good on them for actually. I cannot, I cannot wait to see Crosby and Jones. Oh, man, I mean, it's going to be, gonna be tough. a fun line to watch, man. Well, and the best part is, like, Ngakwe was a great pass rusher, but he was terrible in run defense. And right. – Chandler Jones is just a stud on both sides. So it's going to be awesome to see what they can do as a, as a duo. And obviously we still don't have a, a great interior line presence. So maybe they're going to look at that in the draft. I'm not sure what they're planning on that. We still have some cap space, probably not a ton after the uh, Devonte Adams trade, but I guess we'll see how that contract structure works out. So um, you want to move on to your Steelers? Talk about what they've done so uh, far. Yeah. We've been pretty active. Um, obviously, the biggest uh, biggest event, I guess, for the offseason was the quarterback situation. Um, I actually really do like the Mitch Trubisky ad. Um, it's a two-year deal, 14.25 mil. It's very, very cap-friendly. Um, it's definitely a prove-it contract, which I don't honestly think that he's, you know, the quarterback of the future or anything like that. But he's a serviceable and I think he's going to come in and compete. And he's obviously an upgrade from Mason Rudolph. Um, oh, so I'm pretty come excited. On. <laughs> I'm pretty Mason excited the that, plan. that they picked him. But um, I think we're still going draft for a quarterback. But Yeah, um, and that wouldn't shock moves. me. Yeah, But I did say I would love to see Mitch there in, in Pittsburgh. And you I really did. think he's going to over – overperform that contract and i think i think there's some incentives in there that can get it up to like 21 million or something like that yeah, I think so it's, i think it's 25 even um yeah i'm a little concerned about his down the field but that ain't nothing new for us in pittsburgh so um i don't know i hope he does well Come on. uh ben was throwing moves. those 20 yard frozen ropes hey it worked all right you take her easy um some other just some other moves we we recently sign um a core for which he's a young tackle he did struggle at times but that line was garbage um, i actually like the 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 re-sign he'll be at left uh left tackle right tackle geez can't even talk um but the one i'm really pumped about is james daniels uh from the bears picking yep. him up was a steal he's 20 yep. 24 years old i mean one of the top guards in the league uh i'm so pumped they picked him up. We're we're already a better line just based off him. And then we also sure. picked up Mason Cole from uh, the Vikings, and he's a good center guard combo. So maybe Kendrick Green comes along, and he struggled so bad last year. I think Mason Cole will start at center. But if he does come into his own and we can bump Cole out to guard, I mean, that's going to be huge <laughs> for us. So pretty excited yeah. with what they've done with the line. Um, they signed Miles Jack from Jacksonville, which I'm so thankful for. I think yes. he's he's much better than obviously the defense he was on. I think he'll perform really well here. I can't stand Devin Bush, so I'm hoping Miles Jack coming in will either force Devin Bush to get better or we move on from him because um, we released Schobert, um, which obviously opened up some cap space. We re-signed a bunch of our depth at cornerback, uh, Mallette, Witherspoon, um, your boy Killebrew. Mm -hmm. I'm really pumped those guys are coming back. And then we signed Levi Wallace, 
which I'm super excited about because he played in Alabama with Minka. So I'm hoping with those two on the field together, you know, get some chemistry back on the defense. And I mean, we're going to need it. Corner is a big deal for me. Um, so moving forward, the draft, I think, is really going to be quarterback, linemen, linebackers, and defensive backs. We'll yeah. see what they end up with. Um, but, I mean, the last last move we made, I guess, is releasing Zach Banner, which he was a big mauler lineman. But he couldn't, couldn't stay on the field, so I'm really not that mad about the move. And it's opening a good chunk of money for us, which, granted, these is all hearsay, but I've, I've read multiple reports. It's now it's to make room for Juju and then the old honey badger. Um, yeah. Either one of those moves, it's a smart football move, um, regardless <laughs> of how I feel um, about the player himself. But uh, he, he automatically would make the defense better. And having Juju back, I would absolutely love. He's a gritty yeah. wide receiver, and we need that. So we've done a few moves. I'm pretty happy with what we've done, even if nothing else happens, if we just go yeah. to the draft with what we've done. so. No, I love – Love the Trubisky deal, and then obviously you guys made some big, big additions on offensive line. Uh, that's one place where the Raiders still haven't really addressed is offensive line. Uh, I mean, we we added a guard, but he pro- projects to be a, a backup, so probably just a depth piece there. So I think yeah. I think we just have third, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth round picks in this upcoming draft. So hoping they can maximize those picks and, and get some interior offense, offensive and defensive line. Uh, linebacker is looking pretty thin now because we cut three of the five we had on, on last year's roster. So I'm really interested to see. I think they'll be very, very uh, in tune with the undrafted free agent pool and, and try to bring in some guys to compete and hopefully so. Well, it's a stick. smart thing to do on a season like this where you've, you know, you've traded your draft away, basically. Do you think there's any chance you guys trade back up to make a move? I think it would have to be for someone pretty special because, I mean, well, obviously. We've- in my head, the reason I asked is because I've seen a lot of uh, mock drafts projecting um, your boy out of Utah. Um, yeah. What is it, Devin Lloyd? Devin um, Lloyd, yeah. I was just wondering if you thought he would be <clears throat> worth moving up to snag. I definitely think he's worth having on the roster, but I don't know how much it would cost us to trade back into the first. Obviously, it cost us a, a first from next year and, and then some. So unless we can swing a trade for a player or something like that, but right. I don't think we have anyone except for like a Renfro, which I really don't want to give up. But, I mean, if we're, if we're giving up a first-round pick or if we're getting a first-round pick, we're going to have to give someone that – people want and that's the only expendable and I put air quotes up because I really think we could use rent for this season and McDaniels is the prototypical offensive coordinator head coach for a Renfro type so yes I don't know I, I think it makes all the sense of the world to keep him but I don't think we'll trade back in to get up higher but I guess I've I've been shocked several times today with you know the Chandler Jones yeah. Stuff I guess that was yesterday, and then the Devontae Adams trade. I didn't think there was a chance in hell that Devontae Adams was leaving Green Bay. And no. you and called I me. I love the moves, man. I love you called moves. me, and I did not believe you. I was like, no, no, oh, that didn't man. happen. That's, are you kidding me? All I have to say is that what that's moments like that are what makes following sports fun. Like I could hear it in your voice, just like, no, are you messing with yeah. me? Yeah, I thought you were for sure. I was like, first of all, Kyle doesn't usually call. He usually texts. So oh, I like, had to. I was like, this must be something important. And then you said <laughs> Devontae, and I was like, no, he's just he's screwing with me. But sure I thought enough, it was going to be in Green Bay. I, I for sure thought after oh, Rogers yeah. shit, that's yep. how it was going to be. Hundred percent. When Rogers Ooh. resigned, I was like, well, there goes any chances at Devontae. But I guess wild. when your uh, front front office. Or your organization just pisses you off to the point of no return. I guess that's what happens. So, but a couple other crazy moves, cuts. Um, Calvin Ridley, he lost an entire season for for betting on NFL games. Um, I think bucks. he, yeah, fifteen hundred bucks in bets, and he's losing one year and eleven million dollars well, of his I, NFL. From what I understand, they had a was it the Eagles that had a trade. 
Yeah. Um, on the table. Yep. They wanted him. That's out the window. <laughs> but the, yeah, the Falcons said, Hey, we can't make this trade right now because there's some shit going on. And that's the shit that was going on. He's basically been suspended. They said in at least four the 2022 NFL season. So it could go on further than that. Um, it's just really, I don't know how to feel about this because obviously you're not supposed to bet on games that you're a part of playing, whatever he bet on his own team. So like, I understand there's gotta be a suspension, but at the same time, the NFL is in bed with all these betting companies. They're advertising for every single commercial break that there is in an NFL football game. Uh, trying to get all these people to gamble away their life savings to bet on NFL games. And so it it seems pretty asinine to me to be saying, you know, we're going to cut your season or we're going to cut cut off a, a year of your career for betting $1,500 on a, on a game with one of our partners that we promote as the preferred NFL uh, sports betting company. You know, it's just stupid to me. So, well, I think I there's don't know. two layers. Two layers to it for me is a. I've always felt like this was dumb. If yeah. you're betting on your own team, I don't see any issue with it because yeah. you're not obviously fixing a game at that point. Now, if he was betting for his team to lose and they kept losing, I get that. There's some. I mean, this is the whole Pete Rose thing all over again. I yeah. I've always thought it was so dumb if you were betting on your own team. So that's and one he layer was, of it for me. Oh, go ahead. He was away from the team, though. Like, he wasn't yeah. even playing in these games. So, like, I could understand if he was using insider information or something like that, and he knew someone wasn't going to be playing, so that's why he bet. But he bet for his team every time. And that's and, what I mean. Like, it just seems silly to me. Yeah. But the other, yeah. the other aspect of this for me is how extreme the punishment is. I mean, the yeah. one that always sticks out to me is, uh, what's it, Ray Rice. He got a two-game yes. suspension. For beating that lady, his yeah, wife or games. girlfriend, whatever. Yeah. And he gets an entire season for throwing $1,500 on a, on his team to win a game. Yeah. Like, it just seems unreal to me. I don't know. Well, and there's been several clips that people are pointing to saying that Calvin's in bed with Vegas because uh, there were several plays where he just inexplicably, like, stopped running for the end zone, even though he was – I think there was two two defenders chasing him, and he was like five, ten yards ahead of him, and he just, for whatever reason, randomly stopped running and, and let them catch him, essentially. So there was a couple plays like that, and people are saying, oh, maybe there is something to this. But <laughs> anyway, um, no, I, I hate this because, like I said, they're taking all this money from gambling companies, and I almost would say they should make – people bet on their own team <laughs> just so they can guarantee that they try their hardest. Like it's literally everyone has to, man. Yeah. Literally everyone on the team has to put in a thousand bucks on each game or something like that. So they try, I don't know, maybe more a portion of your contract is put yeah. in on whether or yep. not we win or not. Exactly. That would, that. that would make sure everyone was trying their hardest every game. Uh, but anyway, no, it's, it's definitely dumb. And, obviously for him to make that mistake. And the thing is he could bet on any other sport, any other game he wanted to. It's just the fact that he bet on NFL games that's strictly off limits for NFL players to bet on NFL games. So he should know that. Uh, and now that they're in bed with all these companies, they have a, a straight line to, Hey, this guy is placing bets on games. So that's why it was instantly snuffed out. And he was basically put on suspension almost immediately. So, uh, just some other trades, cuts. Bobby Wagner got cut by Seattle after they traded Russell Wilson. Um, and he said that he learned the news on Twitter, which is just disgusting for someone that gave 10 years to that organization. I, I think so he's going to for him. Yeah. Well, I, I don't feel bad for him in the fact that he's getting away from there when they're clearly going to be rebuilding. Right. But they should have been up front with him and say, hey, we got this trade uh, lined up that we're going to get rid of Russell. So if we can't find a suitor for you, then we're going to we're going to cut you to free up cap space and let you go sign wherever you want to sign. Uh, yeah, you definitely deserve better. All, if they had just done that, 
everyone would have been cool. But since they just said on, or it got out on Twitter that he got released and that's how he found out, obviously there's some hurt feelings there. So uh, Bobby Wagner is a perennial pro bowler. He's probably lost a step or two, but he's still one of those very intuitive linebackers that makes plays. He's always in the right spot. So, like I said, he's going to have multiple suitors. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a multi-year deal and, and I hope he goes shine in wherever he goes. In division? Oh, yeah. That's, uh, I love it. I'm trying to think who would have the room. Maybe the Cardinals after getting rid of Chandler Jones? Yeah, I don't know. Well, Cardinals or maybe even the Rams. I don't know their situation after losing nah, Von Miller. They don't have cap space. I, I don't know how they signed Allen Robinson. I know. As soon as I read it, I was like, where, how, why? Yeah. But um, I guess, I don't know. that They can make stuff work. That clearly, because they've been doing it for years. They're going to give Aaron Donald a raise and still bring in free agents somehow. But anywho, um, Carson Wentz, what did you think about this trade? So Carson Wentz plus a second-round pick to Washington – for a 2022 second and third and a 2023 third that's conditional and turns into a second if he plays 70% of the snaps. I definitely think it's a relatively reasonable trade. Um, I guess the one side of it, and this all came out after the fact, um, there was a lot of talk from his teammates about leadership and his role which is very, very concerning to me which because it if your med even made the point that I wouldn't have minded making a move for him. Um, I'm glad we didn't because that's one thing that I think is unacceptable at that position. Um, oh, maybe that's why you didn't. Well, maybe that's why we didn't. I mean, that's why they do an interview process. Um, that's the only thing I would say is I think it's a reasonable trade. Uh, I think Washington is maybe banking on them getting more than they're probably getting out of this. Yeah. Um, but Time will tell, and then we'll see what Indy ends up doing. Um, obviously, a quarterback. I think this is a terrible trade. Like, <laughs> um, Washington was super heavy in on Russell Wilson, and they even offered more than what Denver offered. At least that's what was said. Obviously, we don't know the official offer, but I know at least three first-round picks were offered. So, obviously, that's more than Denver offered. Um but you can't tell me Carson Wentz is a better player than any of the other guys that were available on the free market that were going to cost less weird part. Yeah. because Carson Wentz, Washington absorbed that entire contract. So I think he's on the books for like 28.3 million or something like that. Plus they had to give draft picks. So it just doesn't make sense to me because they could have signed a Trubisky or uh, I don't know. Who else is out there? Tyrod Taylor, he's already signed since. Um, Jameis. Uh, Jameis, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a handful of guys. For me, this Gardner. He's, he's the new Nick Foles or um, Kirk Cousins to me without and that's, the added success. But I think everybody's banking on what he did in his good season, obviously, before he went down well, um, and with Philadelphia. Frank Reich was pounding the table for him saying, I'll stick my neck out for this guy. Yeah, and then Frank Reich openly before the draft said, he's not the guy that I had in Philadelphia. So obviously something has happened since Philadelphia. And I think probably the thing that set Carson off is when he went out and Nick Foles came in and won that Super Bowl. everyone on the team was, was clamoring for Nick Foles to be the quarterback and, and not Carson. So, I think that probably pissed him off and maybe ruined his relationships there in Philadelphia. And that's why they shipped him out. But I mean, well, that's I think, what makes me worry is if it's a maturity thing, um, if yeah. he's not showing the leadership and obviously handling things like that, I would be nervous in Washington. Yeah. Well, and I, I think they essentially mortgaged away a lot of their future draft picks for probably one year of a quarterback that they'll be yeah. moving on from. So it's unfortunate for them, and that's why I say I, I absolutely hate this trade. Uh, but, I mean, when you're desperate for a quarterback and you can't find one, some people make some pretty desperate moves. So Absolutely. Uh, we already talked about Allen Robinson to the Rams. That's a, a huge pickup. Obviously, they lost uh, OBJ 
coming off that knee injury. I'm sure he'll still get signed somewhere, but probably to a, I don't know if they'll sign a one-year deal or if they'll sign multiple with the first year counting minimum against the cap since he probably won't yeah. be playing for at least a chunk of it. Um, and then Vaughn Miller got <laughs> this. Okay. This contract sounds terrible, but it really is reasonable. And I'll tell you why it on, on paper, it's a six year, $120 million deal for Vaughn Miller to go to the bills. So that sounds like top pass rusher money, even though he's yeah. like what? 33, I think. Yep. He's getting up there. So it sounds terrible for the bills, but over the first three years, it's only 53.5 or something like that. So it's a very reasonable contract, and only those first three years are guaranteed. So the last three are basically a myth because they're not going to happen unless he yeah, becomes a freak of nature and I'm gonna balls out until he's 40. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically a three-year deal worth less than $60 million in total. And I th- love this deal for the, the Bills. Obviously, they get a, a pass rush upgrade. Uh, I actually like Von Miller, even though he's a Denver or was a Denver Bronco. So he's a fun person. I mean, he's a fun personality for sure. Yeah. And he's definitely a, a tough person not to root for. So yeah. um, I, I think they've been making some. They cut Beasley today, and then they cut their right tackle that I'm hoping ends up in Oakland or sorry, Las Vegas. Uh. <laughs> My God. Well, I mean, That'll be hard you say, you here. say Oakland for, you know, 30 something years. They were in LA for a couple of those, but I don't even remember those years. So anyway, Las Vegas, hope they get him. I think it's Daryl Williams. If I remember right, is his name. Uh, but yeah, they made some, some big moves. I think, Buffalo has become a destination because of our boy Josh Allen. Well, so. I mean, I, so when they signed Vaughn Miller, all I could think about was obviously that last Chiefs drive. Um, I mean, that that's that's why you bring in someone like Vaughn Miller is you have to shut down the other team because you know your your offense obviously is going to throw up points. Josh Allen and that offense is unreal. But I'd rather not talk about that last drive. <laughs> Well, to me, that's what this signing is, you know, cause and effect. They yeah. they need to up that defense. You mean the uh, give them 40 yards of cushion and, and hope for the best? 13 seconds, dude. Bro. 13 seconds. I still can't get over that shit. It's like, <sighs> All right. no, they literally gave them 20 yards of, of cushion and Oof. no pass rush. It's like, what do you expect to happen with Patrick Mahomes? Do you know what bugs uh, me the most about it? It's my own selfish reasons. I legitimately think that the Bills would have beat the Bengals handedly. Oh yeah. So no, they would have won my by preseason Super points. Bowl prediction would have been and yours would have been yep. spot on. Yep. And I think the Bills would have beat the Rams too. I know. It's frustrating. Oh, well, whatever. What could have been? But um, other news trades. We had the uh, Browns trading for Amari Cooper from Dallas for a fifth-round pick and a swap of sixth-round picks. And releasing Landry. Release Jarvis Landry. Uh, I really don't know why the Browns didn't just let Dallas cut Amari and then try to sign him without giving anything up because, one, they probably could have signed him at a lesser contract, and maybe he'll renegotiate if they add on a couple years or something like that. But, I mean – Dallas traded Amari or traded for Amari Cooper from the Raiders and gave up a first round pick, gave him a big extension, and then they trade him away for a fifth round pick. Not a not a good deal on their the part. The only but. thing I can think of is that obviously, you know, Dallas has a good salesman on the phone, and yeah, you know, that oh, he we had got had someone big, interested in big market, you know, yeah. So they were like, well, we're not going to wait for free agency. Yeah, but, man. I don't know. I still Crazy. can't believe Dallas let him walk. Well, no, I can. I mean, he – I watched him with the Raiders, and he was one of those guys that was completely boomer bust. And if you didn't get him involved in the game in the first series, then he basically took the rest of the game off. He didn't try. So he had more experience with him than I did. Yeah, no, his attitude – I was so glad when we got rid of him and got a first-round pick. 
Granted, we didn't do anything with that first round pick because that's what we do with with the Raiders. But you know, it's fine. Uh, at least we didn't end up extending him and then having to watch him sit out games for the rest of his career. Yeah. Um, but it, I'm I'm interested to see if he tries to force his way out of Cleveland now with Baker probably leaving and them having to basically rebuild again. Obviously, they have the the studs at running back, so. And they have some pretty good weapons uh, on on the defensive side with uh, what's his name? Uh, right end, uh, sack. Miles Garrett. There we go, Miles Garrett. It's like Jesus. How did I forget that? I knew it was Garrett, but I couldn't remember his first name. Um, well, I love seeing it. Obviously, seeing yeah, Brown no. struggle, but oh my I mean, God. you haven't had enough of that, huh? The handling of Baker is just. I just Kyle, you haven't had enough seeing them struggle. No, never. How you you've been watching it for thirty five years? Come on, keep it keep it going. Some things I I, I don't like change. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. It's just a dumpster fire, man. This is horrible. Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous, and the fact that they like, I respect that they told Baker that they were pursuing Watson. Yeah. But having that. that press conference where they said they want an adult at quarterback, like that's way over line. Yeah, and by the way, that adult has several civil cases against him that, you know, maybe suggest he might need to grow up a little bit too. So, yeah, I don't know. It was in poor taste. And I think Baker has every right to be pissed off about the situation. Had they just said, hey, we're going to explore this Watson trade. And then if something happens, we'll get you out of here. Okay. That's fine, but basically taking pot shots at him after you've met with Watson, I well, mean, I've what seen, do you expect to happen? I've seen a ton of headlines too, uh, basically questioning if Baker's you know overstepped his position, and it's like, no, I no. mean, he got slapped in the face. I'd want to be out of there too. Yeah, well, and I mean, the worst else. they can say is no, and they did say no, but we'll see how that changes when he starts to not report to, to practice and things like that, if that's how far he wants to take it. Maybe it doesn't even get to that and they work out a trade with someone. I know Seattle would probably rather have him than Drew Lockett quarterback. Oh, yeah, there's a handful of teams that I think would make a move at it if they were open. But Broncos see. winning the division. Don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope see. you're wrong. Let me just say that. I It is going to be pretty tough, so. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, Zadarius Smith. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is your point. Why don't you go yeah, ahead just, and, and talk it, about it? It's just weird how many of these, and granted, I get it. These aren't settled deals until, you know, everybody signed the contract, but it's just crazy how many players have said they're going back to their team or whatever. Um, the three that jump out was Zadarius Smith with green Bay. Um, J.D. McKissick was going to uh, Buffalo yep. and then pulled out and went back to Washington, which, my God, what are you thinking? Um, and then Randy uh, Gregory did the same thing with the Cowboys, and now he's going to the Broncos. It's just, I don't know, it's just very weird. I don't know if it's, you know, the journalism side of it, jumping the gun, or if it really is, you know, just kidding, you know, change my mind, change your heart, whatever. Just seems to yeah. be a lot of them happening this year. I really think a lot of them are, are change of heart, and that's the the brutal part about the legal tampering stuff is you can't make the deals official until two days later. So a lot of them that get announced, the people are at their their former team ends up talking them back or whatever. Uh, in the Randy Gregory situation, it was Dallas basically added some clauses that would get them out of the contract if he got in trouble at all or missed practice or, or anything like that. So. No other contracts in the NFL look like that, so that's why he backed out of there and, and ended up going to Denver. Uh, J.D. McKissick, I have no idea. Maybe Buffalo said, hey, we're going to make a signing of Von Miller, so we don't have cap space for you anymore. Maybe something like that uh, where it know. wasn't signed. But, yeah, there's no way I would want to be in Washington over Buffalo. The only yeah. thing I can think of is he probably will get utilized in Washington more. Yeah. I think he would be probably – a number three, you know, third down, you know, out, out of the backfield. He's used a lot in the passing game. He wasn't going to go there and take a majority of the snaps. No. 
Not with uh, Singletary and no. Zach Moss. Especially I mean, the, the only time came on late in the year. So yeah, I maybe that's it. I don't know. It's just it's crazy to me to choose Washington when you had a chance to go to a Super Bowl contender. So it just seems like a weird move to me. But but Carson Wentz, we're we're gonna win the Super Bowl. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Let's and start with the <laughs> Moving on to something that hits home with me, and that is uh, Steph Curry got injured, uh, had his ankle rolled up on. They said it was a foot injury. Haven't gone into much further details than that, but they basically said it's not going to – it's not expected to keep him out for the playoffs. With it being this late in the season, I really hope he gets back, but – as he go, we go. So if if he's not back for the playoffs, I don't think that the Warriors will be much of a contender going in without him. So, and then the news we've all been waiting for: Major League Baseball is back. Uh, lockout's finally over. Uh, players did very well in this new CBA. I think they could have done even better if they really wanted to. But at, at that point, they had gotten most of their asks and. Uh, they weren't going to miss any games if they just signed off on this new right. CBA proposal. So I think that was the biggest part. I think if they would have held out for a month, uh, it would have pissed off a lot of fans. And me, for one, I, I was already pissed off about the whole situation, mostly because of the, the owners. But basically what it came down to is Universal DH, so AL and NL will both have the, the designated hitter, a higher CBT that it increases every year as well. So the owner's initial proposal was raising it to like 220 from 210 and then leaving it there for four or five years, no, four years. And then in the last year, it would go up 10 million or something like that. So it actually jumps every year all the way up to like 245, I think. And then the higher minimum salary for all players and then the pre-arbitration eligible pool for up to or $450 million. So what that basically boils down to is any players that aren't eligible for arbitration, if they get any awards like uh, Rookie of the Year, if they get uh, MVP votes, Cy Young votes, anything like that, they'll be eligible to receive up to, I think the highest value is $1.75 million, which is nowhere what they're worth if they're but it's in those awesome. talks. But previously, they'd be getting like 500000 for being in the majors. So getting their minimum salary up to 710, I think it was 710,000 is a bonus. And then on top of that, you can get almost 2 million on top of that if you win any awards. So huge win for the players. This is net new money. So it's all new money for the players that the owners will be forking out and griping the whole time they're paying those checks. <laughs> oh, those poor, poor owners. Um, and then you want to talk about your pirates first? You want me to talk about the A's? Uh, I'll just, yeah, mine's pretty quick because there's a lot of unknowns. I don't know a lot. Of mine's very depressing. So, on. yeah, you go first. We'll end on a very negative note. Yes. Um, I just As always. Super bumped our, our first, uh, first, first spring training games tomorrow uh, against the Yankees. Yep. So, um, I'm excited because our whole roster outside of, because, um, I mean, we, we traded Kevin Newman, Jacob Stallings. Basically, we have Hayes and Reynolds coming back. Oh, and Ben Gamble. Um, a handful of our pitchers. And then the rest is just a bunch of young kids. And I'm excited to see how they play. Um, yeah. O'Neill Cruz is probably the one I'm the most excited about. He's our six, seven shortstop who may spend some time in the outfield, but um, he's a monster at bat. And I just, I'm super pumped to see him play. So you guys um, need to get the key Brian Hayes and Stallings deals done like yesterday. Oh, you those, mean those guys need to get extended. Yes. Reynolds. Sorry. Reynolds. Yes. Yes, they do. That and would be huge. We need it because we and, need some kind of a backbone for this rebuild, somebody to lead us. And I think those two guys can do it. So. And speaking of rebuild, nice segue there. <laughs> the A's have <laughs> traded Matt Chapman. Oh, Matt Olson I just want to hug you. I'm so sorry. And Chris Bassett. <laughs> Bassett. Yeah. So three of our top dogs from the last three years are, are now gone. They're on other teams. Uh, Matt Chapman went to the Blue Jays. Matt Olson went to the Braves. And then the next day signed a seven-year – no, eight-year 
$168 million contract, so very up for him. I love Matt Olson. He's one of my favorite players and will continue to be. Obviously, he's the replacement for the Atlanta Braves' Freddie Freeman, and he went to the Dodgers. But I think the the Braves actually made out pretty well in that because Olson's an up-and-coming player where Freddie Freeman is probably at his peak already and probably going to be on the downturn coming soon. So uh, not that I think Freddie Freeman's a bust or anything like that, or, or he's washed. He's definitely not. He's still going to be contributing for, for years to come. But that Dodgers roster is just pissing me off. Like I just want to puke every time I read another headline. Last year they were at like 270, I think, for, for their salary cap. And if Trevor Bauer wasn't on the, the leave – I mean, he was still technically getting paid, but I don't think it counted against the cap. Maybe it did. I don't know. But anyway, they're going to be close to $300 million with all the signings they've made. So being on the, a fan of the A's and the, the Pirates and our guys, our owners are spending, you know, 30 to $50 million on our payroll, it's like, how are we supposed to compete? But well, anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. So that's what we're going to be dealing with this season um, and how we're turning them. Howard Terminal actually took a, a turn for the worst over the weekend. Um, they, or I guess, I think it was probably Tuesday actually. But they basically, the Port Authority said we're not going to sign off on releasing this land to you guys. So at that point, they would have to lease it, and that means they'll be paying, you know, rent on a piece of property that they were trying to own. So not ideal. And now. Uh, Dave Cavill, the president of the A's, has said that they have made a new offer on property in Vegas. Don't know if that's a real offer. I mean, it could just be them posturing and saying, hey, we offered these guys $10 for their, you know, 10-acre lot or something. Who knows if it's real? I think they'll still end up in Oakland because um, the owner doesn't want to move to Vegas. I mean, I don't think there's any chance of them actually doing that. So, anyway... It's going to be a rough season in Oakland, um, but I'm hoping this helps get the team ready for when the ground is broken on that new stadium, which is probably going to be in the next three to six years, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys can hit a really good rebuild and time it with a, with a stadium opening, I mean, that could be pretty special. If you yep. guys could hit the ground running about the time you end up in a new, new uh, stadium. Yep. So – I think with that, that's enough depressing news. Anything else that you had that you wanted to bring up before we call it? No, I think that's it for me. A lot, a lot of happenings in the NFL and probably more coming. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're only – I think the new year started yesterday, so there's plenty of time for teams to make moves, cuts, trades, and all that. So I'm sure we'll be talking more about all those coming up soon. And as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Hope you guys would like and share and rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that, all those that let you rate. And with that being said, Kyle, sign off. <laughs> Always a pleasure, man. Uh, just it'd be great if we could get some comments, get some uh, some conversation pieces. We'd love to dive into some stuff. So hopefully we can hear from a few people. But as always, it's a pleasure, Bill. Yep. Talk to you soon, buddy.